wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening to then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? What's going on, guys? Zach from the Rest of Delicious Podcast here. Welcome to episode 252 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday morning. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the world! Thank you guys so much for on this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. Get live day. Maybe for some of y'all get high day. It beats what it means. Hey, we're kicking off the weekend in style. Episode 252 right here live and direct. And uh, before we get into this week's episode of Light the Fuse, y'all know we got some big news coming out of New Japan. They revealed their G1 Climax 30 participants and the A block and the B block. Before we get into that, y'all know we gotta pay the bills over in here. And that means we have to talk about Patreon.com. Now, so y'all know 17 cents a day in this economy will not get you much. Won't even get you as much as a piece of bazooka jar gum. Probably couldn't even get a thing from the bubble gum machine. Not even as much as one of those little like you know, ring joints. Or whatever, you know what I'm talking about when you used to go to uh, the shop right at the path market. Yeah, those uh, quarter percent machines, all that shit. You know what I'm talking about. But in this day and age, 17 cents a day, we all know, doesn't get you much. But 17 cents a day over on Patreon can get you more than your money's worth. Let me explain. For 17 cents a day on the Wrestle Hack Radio Patreon, you get to be involved in a Patreon group chat. You get to talk to all of the patrons in there, such names as my man Quarantine Jay, Jermaine, Kavita, the homie Slack, and all the other patrons out there. Much love to all of y'all for still supporting the war movement. Okay? As well, as well, let me just move this up a little bit because I want to make sure you hear me live and direct. Since it is a Friday, I want you to hear this. You know, listening to exclusive Patreon shows that you will not hear outside of WrestleMania for your programming. Shows like Love and War, hosted by King Ricky Rose and Kate Murphy. 
discussing dating as professional uh, wrestling fans. Tony Bell Sloop and Fred's, as well as Fred's Fame 5. It says, give you his top five. Insert your favorite topic here. I believe he's going to have one very, very soon coming on the horizon. Spoiler, shh, don't tell nobody. Don't tell Fred's. Um, as well as my exclusive Patreon show, The Secret Files, where you won't know what topic is until you press play. Alright, now if that doesn't entice you enough, how about an exclusive code that you get to use at any of the Teespring stores, the original four, uh, Teespring store, the Pride collection, the HBS collection, the King Ricky Jose collection, Fretzelmania, Game Changer, the Light, and of course your boy, the YLP collection. You can spend all you want, and you can use an exclusive code that will get you 15% off every single time you check out. Now, that 17 cents a day goes a little bit further than I thought, huh? Well, how can you get all that in 17 cents a day? Waiting to find out you want, head over to patreon.com forward slash wrestling radio. Again, 17 cents a day. Waiting to find out you want all of that access and more. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling radio. Consider, consider being a member today and as i always say always accepted never expected let us get into some g1 climax news and now for me personally y'all know i am a sucker for the g1 climax it is undoubtedly the best tournament in the world hands down can't even argue with me it's just is a very prestigious tournament um, it's one of my, it's, it's literally, I look forward to this tournament as much as I do for WrestleMania. Okay. I lied. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually, but I do honestly, you know, do think about, um, I, I hide, I hold the uh, G1 Climax in very high regard for the simple fact that it is a very prestigious tournament. It is one of the best tournaments in, in all of Japan. And as of late, over the past few years, has been held in high regard. For sure. I mean, think about think about the list of names you, you've got. Antonio Inoki, you know, won this 10 times. Masahiro uh, Chona, uh, now before it was World League, the MSG League, uh, IWGP League, the World Cup Tournament. Uh, names like Hulk Hogan has won this. Uh, Andre the Giant has won this tournament. Masahiro Chono has won this. Tatsu, Tatsumi Fujinami has won this. Uh, Keiji Muto, Ricky Chosu, uh, Kensuke uh, Sasaki has won this. Manabu Nakanishi has won this. Yuji Nagata. Hiroyushi Tenzan won back-to-back 03-04. And then won again in 06. Togi Makabe has won this. Kojima has won this. Shinsuke Nakamura has won a G1 Climax. Kazuchika Okada has won two. Kenny Omega has won this. Tetsuya Naito. Kota Ibushi. Hiroshi Tanahashi has won three. I mean, since this G1 Climax, you know, became a thing back in 1991, look at those names. Look at those names. Mudo, Chono, Sasaki, Nagata, Tenzan. Since the G1 Climax became a thing, Chono's won it five times. Hiroshi Tanahashi, three. I mean, it is a very prestigious tournament. Very prestigious tournament. It is one of the best tournaments and 
I'll explain how it all works. 20 of the best heavyweight wrestlers in New Japan period, right? Battling two blocks, 10 apiece. Nine matches. Three matches for a win. Was it two matches for a win? One, one for a draw, zero for a loss. You add up all the points. Top two guys in each block go to their respective finals, which are usually on the last day of the tournament. A block final will be held on Friday. B block final held on Saturday. With Sunday, the two winners of the block, top two winners of each block go to the final that Sunday. Winner of that tournament not only wins a dope-ass trophy, but the battle rights certificate. And at that moment, they are guaranteed a spot in Wrestle Kingdom 15's main event. Now, now, now you kind of would think, that's it? That's the storyline? No, 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 no. My friends, my friends. Ever since the Challenge Rights Certificate became, became a thing in 2012, there has been maybe an opponent is, or two has beat you throughout the tournament, right? Maybe, maybe, you know, during a tournament you got beat a couple times. You know. Maybe someone had the better you during the tournament. They, at that point, can challenge you to a match for said certificate. Now, over the years, the usual number would be two. Um, in 2013, uh, Tetsuya Naito had to defend it three times. Uh, twice against Tanaka, Masato Tanaka, and once against Yujiro Takahashi. Um, now, every other time, it's either been once or twice where you had to defend it. I'm assuming this time around, it might just be once. Given the fact that this is the first time in the history of the G1 Climax they're going to have this in the autumn. But who knows? They may. We do have, you know, uh, King of Pro Wrestling in October. Well, actually, no. We'll have the uh, World Tag League in November, and then the Road to Wrestle Kingdom in December. So we, the possibility of maybe one, maybe two, is in the realm. Now, the only time in since the red certificate has been defended only once was back in 2017 when he when Tetsuya Naito, winning for the second time in his career, only had to defend it once against Tomohiro Ishii back at King of Pro Wrestling before losing uh, the chance to become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom 12 against Mister. Kazuchika Okada. But more often than not, you do have at least two. Now, given the fact that this is a very unique situation, uh, with the first time uh, being in Autumn G1 Climax, is very special. Now, we did know that the 2020 Olympics were supposed to take place in Tokyo, but due to coronavirus be damned, uh, that was impossible to do. Luckily, 2021 Olympics will be taking place in Tokyo next summer, and we will have all that. So hopefully, G1 Climax gods, please do come down on us and give us a second straight year of uh, not only a Autumn G1 Climax, but as well as a two-day banger event like you did last year for Wrestle, this past this year for Wrestle Kingdom 14. So you win the tournament, you get past your battle right certificate uh, matches. And you are guaranteed to be in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 15. It is a wonderful history, full of wonderful matches. I've been pretty much following it since about, I'd say, 2016. 
I would say. 2015, yeah, 2016. Um, 2015, because I've been, yeah, 2015, actually. Um, but 2016 was the first time I actually got to saw, got to, saw, got to see a true G1 Climax tournament. 2015, um, I, I may have actually watched 2015. So I will say 2015, I have been a fan of the G1 Climax. So the history of it has been absolutely fantastic. And there have been some great matches to come out, not only just the G1 Climax, but even for the Battle Rights Certificate. Um, to take place. It has been a very, very, it's a very, it, it, I'll put it this way. This puts Royal Rumble to fucking shame. The road you have to get to WrestleMania on, not, I would say it'd be very hard for a G1 Climax to, if they did it in WWE version of it, it would be very rough because this is probably the most rough and tumble tournament in the history of professional wrestling. I would say, especially since the G1 Climax came to be, you're going through what, 10, like, nine matches in about 19 days? This is literally going to span over almost actually a month. 29 days to be exact. But what's also is just as big as the announcement of the G1 Climax and when we're going to actually have a tournament is who is going to be in said tournament. And let's get into it. From WrestlingInc.com. NJPW reveals G1 Climax 30 participants and blocks by Joshua Gagnon. NJPW announced this year's G1 Climax 30 participants and which block they are headed to. This year's tournament kicks off on September 19th. I actually thought it was the 17th. My apologies. It's the 19th. Literally, next Saturday, the road to Wrestle Kingdom truly begins. With the finals happening on October 18th. The tournament will see the in-ring returns of wrestlers like Will Ospreay, Juice Robinson, and Kenta for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic began. The reason why is because Japan has actually started to ease their air travel, um, allowing names like Osprey, Robinson, and Kenta to go back to Japan and be able to compete in this tournament. Um, This is a very fantastic thing, and I'm glad Japan actually started to ease it. Other than that, it would have been a straight-up, just full-on Japanese roster tournament. Nothing wrong with that because it would have been fire regardless. But now getting names like an Osprey, Robinson, and Kenta, you're going to see some fire-ass matchups. And of course, the winner of the G1 Climax receives an opportunity that they will have to defend for the rest of 2020, as they put in there, as I explained a little bit earlier, for an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom 15 on January 4th. Get ready. For the A block, we have... Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Kazuchika Okada, Shingo Takagi, Yujiro Takahashi, Tai Chi, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, and the Switchblade, Jay White. Off rip, this is a fire block. This is loaded. But before I get into everything, I'll introduce you to the B-Block. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Haruki Goto, Toru Yano, Yoshihashi, Sanada, Tetsuya Naito, Evil, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, and Kenta. Now, looking over both blocks, there are... Damn, that was my laptop, my apologies. 
looking up and down both blocks, there's a lot. To, there's a lot of feuds that have happened over the past few months that literally and banger ass matchups that are going to be insane, in fucking insane. First off, rip, off rip, off rip, off rip. Okada Suzuki for the A block. What? What? Huh? Huh? Well, Suzuki versus everybody. It doesn't even fucking matter. I need to get a t-shirt that says that. Suzuki versus everybody. Um, but Okada Suzuki is going to be fire. Ibushi Okada, insane. The rematch of Ishii versus Suzuki is going to be... Mwah. Cobb versus every single person. The return of Jay White to New Japan Pro Wrestling on the Japanese side. Will Ospreay versus everybody. Osprey Okada. Osprey fucking Okada. Ibushi Osprey. The rematch of Takagi and Osprey. Taichi Okada. This mat, this block itself is loaded. But don't sell the B block short. The rematch of Tetsuya Naito versus Kenta. Former tag team members reunite in a matchup. Sonata versus Evil. Goto versus everybody is going to be fire. Robinson making his return to NJPW on the Japanese side. Tanahashi Evil is going to be a banger matchup. Tanahashi Kenta is going to be a banger matchup. Do not slack on the B block. I I personally believe there's going to be some banger. Now, A block is your banger matchup. That is your true group of death. Usually one block favors the other in terms of, you know, you know, what you can expect. But seriously, do not sleep on this B block. It is it is it is littered with matchups. It, it is littered easily with matchups that that you can just really sink your teeth into. Again, Sonata Naito and their and their stablemates. Okay, uh, Zack Saber Junior Kenta I think will be a fire matchup. Tanahashi Kenta, as I said before, fire. Yoshihashi, do not sleep on Yoshihashi. He's a champion now. First time ever in his career. He's a champion now. He gonna do some. He got some swag on him now. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Juice Robinson is a fire matchup. I would say your A block is your heavy hitters, but your B block is your sleepers. B block is the sleeper. And of course, Toru Yano anytime is in a tournament. Um, yes, Marley. I know. We love Toru. We love Toru. We love Yano Toru. We like him. Marley. Yeah, we like him, right? Okay, do you then? She prefers Kenta. She likes his hair because it kind of looks like hers. Yeah, I'm telling on you. Shut up. Both blocks look fantastic. Now, in terms of predictions, um, I'm not going to make any right now. But <laughs> this is very. This is going to be a very loaded tournament. I would say the A block is going to be in. I'll, I'll put it this way: some of my match, some of my match of the year candidates have come from this tournament. The G1 Climax Final, A Block, and B Block Finals have been Match of the Year candidates. Do not 
If this is your first G, if for anybody who's gonna who's thinking about watching the G One Climax tournament, a um, make sure you get NGPW World. It's only like eight something eight something a month. Thank me later. You're welcome. If you can watch it on your TV, cool. If you can't, um, watch it on your phone because um, that's probably the only way you're gonna be able to do it. Unless because uh, I can't get it on PlayStation Four, which sucks. Major dick. And I can't even watch it on my Chromebook. It's embarrassing. Quite an embarrassment. But if you have Chromecast, or if you have any type of way to cast it on your uh, tele, on your phone, from phone to telly, um, yeah, I would uh, do that in a New York minute. Because, uh, yeah, it's going to be absolute bangers from... Think about that. It's going to be almost four weeks of absolute mayhem. I'm, I guarantee you right now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it like this. I would say four matches are probably going to be honorable mentions of the year candidates, and I'm going to say at least two matches are going to be matches of the year candidates when all is said and done. At least two and four. This tournament is not to be played with. This tournament is going to be glorious. I cannot wait to see what happens with this starting next Saturday. This is the kind of tournament you want to keep your eyes on. Because this will determine, maybe, who you get to see. Now, here's the crazy thing, too. Naito is in this tournament. Now, usually we do see champions in the tournament. But this is the first time we got a double champion in this tournament. So you got to think. Every Naito's gonna get everybody's best in that block. Naito Tetsu Tanahashi's gonna be a crazy one. I already know that. Tetsuya Naito Evil is a, is gonna be fun to watch again, especially after the fact that Evil just lost the titles to Naito at Summer Struggle in Jingu. You know Evil's gonna feel some type of way about that. Tanahashi Zack Saber Jr. a rematch of uh, tag team champions. Well, former and current. This is going to be a fun four weeks. Now, we'll do my best to keep you guys up to speed on the points and all that stuff, who's leading where. I probably won't do that until we're at least a few matches in because it wouldn't make any sense for me to actually do it, you know, just every single time. But you got to think, you're going to be grinding every day until either you win your block and make it to your final or you finish your nine matches. It is a struggle. It is a grind. It is going to test all 20 of these men. And Jeff Cobb and Minoru Suzuki, low-key honorable mention of the year already, off rip. Um, this is going to be a, a test of a, this is gonna be a war of attrition for all 20 of these men. Winner of this tournament will face Tetsuya Naito, at least for that moment. For the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships at Wrestle Kingdom 15 on January 4th, 2021. Get ready. And if you haven't got NJPW World yet, that is the only way you're going to be able to watch these matchups. As far as I know, that's the only place you're able to kind of either going to catch these live or after all is said and done with the event. That's the only way to do it. I'm telling you, nine bucks. Thank me later. That's all I'm going to say about that. So that's going to conclude 
my talk about the G1 Climax. I just wanted to give you guys that news and give you my thoughts on what's going on with that. Mm, excuse me. But when we come back, though, y'all know what time it is. We're going to kick up. We're going to end your Friday in proper wild fashion with a brand spanking new episode of Light the Fuse and talk about what went down. The top five focal points you need to keep your eyes on that came down from AEW Dynamite from Wednesday night. And I think we're going to have a good conversation about this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Give you the top five open points you need to focus on going into next week and everything else in between. And of course, y'all, what y'all hear in the background is the J. Hickman song. I got him. I got him hurt. I got him hurt. It hit hard. It hit hard. I know it hits hard. You can hear in the background there. Before we get into uh, top five points, I have at least to focus on going into the next week's episode. I believe this is coming Thursday, if I'm mistaken. Not exactly sure. Uh, y'all know, we got to talk about teespring.com. More importantly, my Teespring store. Over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash gun dash runs. No apostrophe dash perspective. And I'm going to go to that site right now. I'm going to do it in real time. More times, boom, it already pops up with my thing thing. Looking good. Of course, new banner, new everything. Revamp everything. Very easy to maneuver around. You can check out all the products. You can check out the apparel, the homeware, the accessories. You know, what I'm all about in terms of what I wanted to have for a D-Spring store. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, all about the t-shirts, everything from men, women, and of course the young cubs out there, including accessories. It's a beautiful thing. Everything with the YLP logo on there. Looking clean and brown. Y'all know that it's, we're heading towards the end of summer. School's back open. School's going back open. That was English. Why not get ready for the fall by getting a nice little pullover hoodie? Or get you what I like to call the Carlton sweater. That's a little pullover sweater action. Uh, you can get yourself, you know, a brand new coffee mug. Look clean, all that good stuff. Uh, ladies, y'all know I got y'all looking top to bottom. Glowing tank tops, boyfriend tees, leggings. Fellas, you're welcome. And of course, premium women's V neck tees. Now I know, I know, I know y'all love. Y'all wear our shit. I get that. I get it. But, you know, I like that shirt too. Especially if it's my V neck and I'm going to the gym. I like to look good. I show off the arms a little bit. But 
Y'all know I got y'all covered. Premium women's V-necks, 100% soft. And it's premium. It's a beautiful thing. Um, as well, I got, you know, tapestries, beach towels, you know, YLP socks, everything in between. As well as the YLP face mask. And because, well, we are still in quarantine time. And uh, there's nothing wrong. And of course, most establishments still have, ask of you to wear a face covering or a mask when you enter their facilities. So, we got you covered. And of course, I have you covered. It's $14.99. Nice little cloth face mask. Will protect your nose and your mouth from head to toe as well. With every sale, you're actually buying for a good cost. With every sale, now mind you, like I said, it's $14.99 before you go to checkout. Um, $1 from every mass sale will be donated to a nonprofit to feed children in need. Uh, for most, I have two nieces and a nephew. And usually for the most part, I do know where the next meal is coming from. If you ask my youngest niece, uh, she will tell you uh, french fries from Mama. Um, it would be a meal in and of itself. Uh, that is... <laughs> That is my youngest niece, and she loves herself some McDonald's french fries. If you ask my mom, she will easily tell you without question. But some kids do not know where the next meal is coming from. And to be truthfully honest, when kids do not have the proper nutrition in their diet, it affects them in a multitude of ways. It affects them um, in school. It affects them in literally life in general. You know, they're not able to function, you know, just everyday things. Every, every child, in my opinion, honest opinion, deserves a proper nutrition. And I know schools provide that, but sometimes there's no, not enough funding for it. Um, all that good stuff. So we here at WrestleMania Radio will always do our, always try our best to actually give back uh, to the community as best as possible we can. And with your help, we can help at least be a small little smidgen of help to what is going on with the uh, what's going on with children in need for hunger. You know, every child deserves you know to know where the next meal is coming from, and that's just coming from me. I'm not a dad, but I'm an uncle, and I do care about my two nieces and nephew. And I want to make sure that they are getting proper nutrition as well, as much as the children out there for the young because I want the young cubs to thrive into the into the proper young lions and lionesses that they are today. That I want to see them thrive and thrive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very really big on this. I'm really behind this one. Um, again, a dollar from every sale for every cloth face mask goes to a nonprofit to feed children in need. Head over to teespring.com slash store slash young lines perspective to get all your all fulfill all your swag needs for gifts, anything in between like that. And you're also helping out a good cause. Can't go wrong with that, y'all. Never hurts. Again, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines that's perspective and if you are a patron and y'all know who y'all are automatic 15 percent off when you use that code when you become a member of patron but if you want to know what that code is you got to head over to patreon.com and sign up you know what i'm saying hey if you want, hey i mean i'm just saying it works together patreon teespring.com works together hand in hand um but let us get into this week's episode of light diffuse uh i'm rambling but let me get myself together. Let me get my professor glasses on because this is about to get me about to break down. I actually bought these. I actually bought this at my job. I ain't gonna front. You know, I don't front with y'all. I keep it one hundred. You know, I don't sugarcoat this. It was six bucks, six dollars for for one point five zero readers. 
Hmm, who would have thought, right? And I look good in them. That's even better. I may put it on uh my my Instagram one day with my uh Belmar for everybody uh Attila's Gym t-shirt that I got. Uh so please support Attila's Gym. They doing they're doing good things with that. And it's a gym. Boom. Anyway, let us get into what I believe are the top five focal points you need to keep an eye on going on into next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Numero uno. I think this 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 is literally the most important thing we need to take away from this. Kip Sabian has chosen his best man. And he was perfectly chosen as the best man. I'm gonna check that off right there. Boom bop. So Giovanni, Tony Giovanni comes out eagerly waiting, and everyone's anticipating because uh of course Kip Sabian and uh Penelope Ford had announced their engagement um at all out this past Saturday night. Um Instagram told me first. I knew that about about a month ago, so y'all ain't telling me nothing new. But congratulations are in order to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford on their engagement. And I believe we were supposed to have the wedding uh on AEW Dynamite. That's gonna be some wild ass shit. Uh Bachelor Party is gonna be wild. And out come Sabian and Ford. Shivoni congratulates them on behalf of everyone. Kip technically asks, what are you doing here? Tony tells him, I'm here to help with the announcement. Kip tells him, if I was going to ask for commentary to join me, I'd ask JR because at least he knows how to have a good time. Now get out, Timmy. <laughs> I was I was already like, yep, Kip Sabian still got it. So he's mocking the booing fans. <laughs> And he says he's been inundated with questions about who gets to be the best man. Well, it won't take I won't take too long with this. Here he is. Out comes Puff. I don't know who Puff is, but apparently Puff wasn't it. Now, if we remember from All Out, he said he is handsome. Uh, last time I checked, Puff was... Um, oof. A large oof, I'm just saying. Nah, fam, we good on that. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> says, what are you doing here? He's like, Kip, t- didn't you tell me last night I'm the best man? He's like, no, Puff, no. I appreciate that you subscribed to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Um, and said he's the best man, not the best man. Go, go take up space. You're so good at it. And make sure to resub each month. So he says the best man is loyal, handsome, and shares the passions I do. Here we go. The real best man. Brian Pillman Jr. No. <laughs> um, comes out here. He thanks Kip. How about text the how he's the best man? He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 no. I, I wish you a happy birthday, but you're a little too hype right now. It wasn't you're the best man. It's you're the best Man, nope, the commas. It's like you're stalking me. We're not even friends, bro. Get out, Junior. And by the way, I hope your birthday sucks. Um, that's what he actually said. So let's try this one more time. It is my honor and privilege to introduce the best man, and out comes Miro. Now if you didn't watch AEW Dynamite, well, spoiler alert, I'm going to hurt your feelings. I believe uh, there was a man 
over at another promotion named Rusev that is now all elite. Out comes Miro. I'm going bananas. Twitter went bananas. It's ridiculous. He gets in the mic and chants immediately of Miro Day ring out in the crowd. Miro Day. Miro Day. He immediately goes into his promo. Ten years in the same house under the same glass ceiling with the same imaginary brass ring. You can take that brass ring and shove it. I'm here. An elite recognizes elite. The elite is the best. And of course, I am going to be Kip's best man. Because I am not a best man. I am the best man. The best gamer on Twitch. The best wrestler in the ring. Beating up everyone and anyone whenever you tune in. My name is Miro. And I am all elite. What an announcement. And what a way to introduce Miro. I'm going to call him Bruce for this just for this moment because um, Vince McMahon, you done fucked up again. Now, a lot of people made the joke, you know, I've seen a few people on Twitter talking about, oh, well, you know, AEW said they were going to bring in WWE standouts or blah, blah, blah. They were going to have their own company. Bruh, if that's your joke, um, honestly, you could have said that about mm, the moment Ambrose turned into John Moxley and became part of AEW. That joke would have been funny. But mm, now it was inevitable because he wasn't the only one to make to make his actual proper debut. Kenara Conti, now known as Tay Conti, also did last night as well against Nyla Rose in a losing effort, but hey, that's I just want to put that out there. But think about that. Rusev is now Miro. And now Miro is all elite. That promo he cut was the probably one of the biggest digs with the knife into the body of WWE. Hands down. He was so underutilized in WWE that he should have been world champion at least twice over. He should have been given a shot at the tag team championship at WrestleMania. He should they should have beaten the Usos. Rusev Day should have gotten over, but no. Rusev Day never got over for the simple fact that Vince McMahon wasn't the one to make that push happen. It was organic. And we all know Vince McMahon and organic pushes don't go well together. They don't mesh well together. They mesh about as well as oil in fucking water. They don't mix. If Vince McMahon wasn't the one to push you, he's going to stop your push like that. It's that easy. This is oh, a nice little... Uh, this is wonderful. I love it. I love the move. I'm, I was very surprised. Because 
they did. I, I, I don't know where I saw it, but they did say that it was going to be someone new. I believe Tony Khan was the one that said that. It's crazy. And I, I mean, just that, just what he said. 10 years in the same house under the same glass ceiling with the same imaginary breath. Just that's a straight up shot at Vince McMahon. This was fantastic and I love every bit of it. And I'm so glad that he's in AEW. It was unexpected. Very unexpected for me personally. And I I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was very happy about Miro now joining AEW and we're going to see what happens because now as much as you have a tag team right now, and that division is just so, so deep. Miro and Kip Sabian is going to be a thing, especially given the fact that he is replacing Jimmy Havoc. The super bad squad just got that much better. The possibilities for Miro are endless. Woo! I am so excited. I am quite excited to see what they do with Miro in AEW. Dear Wrestling Gods, I come to you for happiness, and I come to you for, I come to you, Lord, of Wrestling Gods, Wrestling Gods, with everything that is holy and just in the pro wrestling world. Please allow us to enjoy the magnificence of an MJF Chris Jericho feud. With everything in your power and being, wrestling gods, please let this happen. In Savage name, amen. AEW started off this week with the arrival of MJF and Chris Jericho. Tony Schiavone already there, standing there. Both men come out. Wants to talk about everyone the match is talking about it all out. They, you know, they both thank him for the compliment. Jericho tells MGF he had a great match. I meant to say it before, but you got robbed by Moxley, who cheated behind the back of that stupid ref. But it's okay, because I guarantee you will be champion very soon. MGF says to him, Jericho, that, Chris, that means the world to me. I know it's genuine, and I will give it back to you. The fact that you had to touch that soulless ginger prick who puts his hands in his pockets and then lost not once, but twice, is criminal. I promise you, you will one day regain the AEW World Championship. And that is a guarantee. Thank you. You have a great show. No, you have a great show. But as they both leave, what a loser. Now, this will go into one of my major points that I will talk about a little bit later on. But I guess I'll just make, I'll just turn this right into number three instead of, uh, Matt Hardy, because it'll just it just bleeds right into it. There are a ton of storylines being developed on this past Wednesday show. Think about it, right? MJF Chris Jericho literally goes all the way back to last year when MJF and Cody were still kind of getting into a thing, right? You know, and that banger promo that they had together was fucking fantastic. You know, they're they're equal 
hate and loathing for Cody Rhodes. Spot on. And now they're bringing that back almost a year later. It's brilliant. It's effing brilliant. And now, right, as, and this is coming from the Fallout episode of AEW All Out. This is your Fallout episode. I am pleased with the amount of callbacks and what they're going to be doing going and what they were doing going forward. You know, this is just fantastic. They did a lot. Of, they did a lot of. They did a lot of things. And I mean, the MJF Chris Jericho thing. The only thing I, I don't even know when they're going to do this. I do not know when exactly they will have an MJF Chris Jericho feud, but. Me personally, they do have a little bit of business to take care of. Um, excuse me. With uh, MJF, because he wasn't done. Later on that night, later on that night, he was in his campaign room saying, I should have a belt around my waist right now. And I'm not talking Ferragamo, but Dictator John decided that he needed to cheat and use an illegal maneuver, maneuver like a coward. But of course you cheated. Can't blame a scorpion for stinging you because it's in their nature. But I know who I can blame. This campaign! This campaign was, was to create change, give hope to the hopeless, and make me champion. But you all blew it, and you're all fired. Get out! Lee Johnson, probably the happiest man in the room at that point, gone. Nina's smiling. Oh, now you're smiling. Well, guess what? I'm sick of your crooked teeth and stupid face. Get out! Nina crying, bouncing. Gum dude gives him one last piece of gum. He leaves. Wardlow then speaks up. But sir, oh, now I'm sir. Where was that when you blew it for me? Was I sir when I lost the championship and you threw me the dynamite diamond ring as about as well as you can read? Of course, Wardlow, mad. MJF laughing says, do we have a problem? Because the last time I checked, Tony Khan doesn't sign your checks. I do. Anyone else would have fired you, but not me. I'm the only one on this planet that sees your potential. I care about you, and I'm your friend. So get it together, or you and your family are out on the street. So, is there a problem? No. Good. Because for a second, it seemed like they did. Now, there's no time for aggression and anger. Now is time the time to plan how to get on top where we belong. Again, storyline development. Developing everything, right? Developing MJF and Wardlow and MJF and Chris Jericho at the same time. That's fantastic. There's even a lot more than that developing. Pentagon and Phoenix. Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Mmm. 
after their loss to the Jurassic Express, they start a little, little, little beef action. They start arguing, shoving Eddie Kingston like the uncle that he is. Dad figure that he is. Are we done? Stop it. What is going on, Phoenix? Stop. I'm going to. I'm here for you. Not, not that. No, where's your British friend? Referring to Pac. Where's your British friend? For that matter, where's Blade's bunny? What happened in that battle royal? There were five of us. And Phoenix hits Blade in the face? Accident? My ass. Where were you when the others showed up? We should be running AEW. Now shake hands. Shake hands. I was, I was about to say, I'm like, he coming out with the chocolate real quick. You better hit him with the chocolate. Uh-oh, here comes the chocolate. But, but, they eventually shake hands. Your brothers, listen to me, your brothers, your best friends, shake hands. Phoenix extends the hand, Pentagon shakes her hand. They hug it out. And one more thing. Don't think I forgot. I was never truly eliminated. Look up the rules. He winks. And he bows out. Think about it. I actually questioned this on my Twitter. And shout out to my homie Jermaine. My my UK bruv. From another month. Somewhere I probably said some slang. that Probably said some fucked up slang. Now I just pissed off a whole entire country. Probably an entire region. And for that I apologize. Uh, but. But. If you remember correctly, and Jermaine, shout out to Jermaine for letting me know about this. I said on Twitter, as far as Kingston getting eliminated goes, we might have to check the tape. Jermaine reminded me, Kingston was never truly eliminated because he actually went under the bottom rope. And thinking about it in my head, Kingston's right. Kingston never truly got eliminated. If anything, the match should have continued. And Archer should have still tried, still would have had to attempt to eliminate Kingston. AEW got it wrong. Storyline development. So now Kingston has a proper claim in a sense that he should have never lost that match. He should have truly never lost that match. Because he was still in the match, period. Archer may be the current number one contender right now. And will get his shot against uh, John Moxley at the anniversary show on October 14th. But I guarantee you between now and then, Mr. Kingston will easily have something to say about that. Just going to put that out there with that. As well as what happened with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, I believe JR both, uh, Giovanni did an interview with Hangman Page. Um, you know, they bring up the loss at uh, All Out. He asked Hangman, how do you feel? He's like, all right, ribs are bruised. 
can't really feel 100% of the humidity, but I'm good otherwise. Shivani doesn't want the athlete wrestler shock answer here, but what are you really feeling? Well, we had fans. Not close either. You can see the looks on their faces and hear their voices. But I couldn't. For 30 minutes, no one made a sound. It seemed like we knew it was inevitable that Hangman and Kenny would fall apart and lose. But it wasn't inevitable. FDR shouldn't have been number one contenders, and that's on me. So you're blaming yourself? Well, Omega was right. Matt and Nick Jackson are the best. They should have won the gauntlet. I lost my two best friends. I was stupid enough to think FTR walking like me, talking like me, meant they were like me. I was stupid enough to think all that. I know I'm full of blood and bones like everyone else, but head to toe, I feel full of poison. So after the match, I saw the replay. Omega looked like he was going to hit me. Didn't. And storm past even the Bucks. Where do they all go from here? We all have problems, but also victories. And despite it all, we were the best tag team, but now it's about climbing back up and only reclaiming them. This will be our toughest test, but we will get through it too. Kenny Omega, on the other hand, had an interview with JR. Hmm. See if I can find it real quick. An interesting week for you, to say the least. How have you processed everything that happened in All Out? Omega says, I'm a cha- I was a champion. Now I'm not. What do they expect of me? Crawl into a corner and cry myself to sleep? These things happen. When you're a professional who's done this for years at the highest level, you win some, you lose some. It's part of the game. It seemed like, in parts of the journey to All Out, that Hangman and I were on United. Then the bell rings and, and they're like a racket. It's just it. We had a chemistry. There was something there that held us together. There was a magic. That's why I couldn't say no. It felt like this was what I was meant to do in AEW. I had expectations of being the single star put upon me. Of being a top champion. The ace of AEW. But I didn't have direction until he and myself and Hangman gave it a try. Maybe I could be more than just a singles wrestler. You have fans worldwide and earn all the accolades and adulation. And the most important thing, respect. So, what is next? Do you and Hangman try it again? Is that not even on the table anymore? Are you going to try for the singles titles? There's such a deep tag team division. Perhaps one of the best in all of wrestling. For Ken, Hangman and I to get to where we were, it took a lot of self-discovery and digging deep. The part I learned about Hangman is something I, not something I liked. I'm proud of what we accomplished, proud of our run. But if Hangman wants to try a rematch or even direct his hot with the Bucks, he better make other plans. There are other things I want to do. I'm destined to do. I gave time to the team. But now, I'm returning to singles action to give fans what they were hoping to see. And just like that, Hangman and Kenny are no more. And it's not surprising, to be honest. I'm not surprised in one bit. I shouldn't be. It was inevitable. I mean, after what we saw with Kenny, Kenny's reaction, and even with the Young Bucks' reaction on Wednesday, super kicking Alex Marvez. That was an insane, that was insane in and of itself. Right? 
and they got fined five grand by Tony Khan. It's a lot to take in and a lot of development. It's crazy to think about that. But anywho, Matt Hardy's promo on Wednesday night may have well, it might as well locked up the YLP award from moment of the year. This is a very heartfelt, sincere promo from Matt Hardy. One of the best I'd seen in quite some time. It was very sincere, I, I promise you that. But, I mean, we all know what happened on Saturday. Not an issue. He actually came with his family. Well, not all of his family. Wolfgang and Max were at home. Uh, but his wife, Rebby, and their new son, Marty, were third in the Hardy clan. He comes out, thanks to fans for being here as they chant his name. He says, it's great to be in an arena with live, real people and revel in that emotion. You are part of the magic. Thank you. And to the people watching at home, thank you. Saturday it all out, I suffered a very, very scary fall, and it scared a lot of people. Last couple of days, the outpouring of love has been overwhelming, mind-blowing, and again, I thank you for all that. I'm very happy to stand here before you and say that there are a myriad of tests. I'm expected to make a full 100% recovery. But I won't lie, even with his new shirt saying, I don't die. I will admit that I am a lucky man. I have a lovely family. As Rebecca, oh, it's Barney. I thought it was Marty. The newborn, uh, uh, Barney, are here live, as well as Maxwell and uh, Wolfgang and home. I apologize for putting them through that on Saturday. I apologize to the fans for putting you through that. But you showed all everyone else how much you care about the wrestlers putting their bodies in the line. So thank you. The last thing I apologize for is that broken rules didn't end up the way I wanted. Maybe it's a good thing if the vendetta ends here because someone could really end up hurt very, very badly. Now we'll get back to being healthy. Getting healthy. And once I'm cleared, I'll get back in the ring. Winning matches getting in the top five, and getting after the AEW World Championship. Good plan. Private Party loves that plan. Most importantly, pro wrestling is my passion, and my journey is not over. A big part of that is because of all the fans. Without the fans, there would be no Matt Hardy. Pro wrestling fans are the best! Fans give Hardy a standing ovation, and he applauds them right back. Absolutely beautiful. In my mind, as of right now, he is the leader in the clubhouse. But Roman Reigns returned at Summerland. I don't get a fuck. Fuck about no Roman Reigns. Heel character, yes. That moment when he came back. Not a moment. I mean, in a sense, it would be a candidate for moment of the year. Technically. Technically. Is it? I don't know. We'll find out in December. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's really good to see Matt in good spirits and, and he's going to make a full recovery 100%. Happy for him. Glad that he's back. And now he has his sights set on the AEW World Championship and there's nothing wrong with that. I like it. I love it. And finally, to round out the this week's episode of Light the Fuse. 
Excuse me. AEW Dynamite broke the million viewer mark for the first time in quite some time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers came out. We found out, I believe, yesterday. From a no, I was say from AEW Wrestling. From WrestlingInc.com, AEW draws over one million viewers from AEW All Out Fallout. Couldn't tell you the last time they had a mill. Couldn't even tell you. Let's read the let's read the article from, of course, my favorite professional wrestling uh, writer, Mark Middleton. While the two shows did not go head-to-head once again this week, week 48 of the Wednesday Night War went to AEW Dynamite over NXT. The numbers have just been released for last night's post-all-out edition of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Dynamite aired on its normal time slot this week, but NXT aired on Tuesday due to the NHL playoffs on the USA Network. Wednesday's Dynamite drew 1.016 million viewers. 9.5% 9.5% up from last week on TNT, topping the 838,000 viewers garnered by Tuesday's NXT Super Tuesday by 21%, according to Show Buzz Daily. AEW ranked number seven in the t- cable top 150 for the 18 to 49 demographic and 55th in viewership. Last week's Dynamite episode drew 928,000 viewers and ranked number 8 in the cable top 150 and 61st in viewership. This is the best AEW viewership of 2020 and their third best viewership of all time. Their TNT premiere on October 2nd drew 1.409 million viewers, while the October 9th episode drew 1.018 million viewers. Their third episode drew 1.014 million viewers, but this is the first time the show has hit 1 million viewers since then. Hence why I said, the first time in quite some time. AEW drew a .37 rating, up 2.8% in the 1849 demographic, while NXT drew a .22 in the same demo this week. Last week's AEW show drew a .36 rating, while the NXT episode drew a .26 in that demographic. This week's .37 rating in the key demo is the second best of the year. Going back to the .38 that Bash at the Beach special drew on January 15th. This is the eighth best 18 to 49 demographic of all time. The NBA playoffs on ESPN top at 6:40 top of the night in the 18 to 49 demographic on the cable top 150 with a 1.32 rating with 3.427 million viewers. Hannity on Fox News top of the night on cable in viewership. With 4.798 million viewers, ranking number four in the cable top 150, with a 0.42 rating in the key demo. Based on overnight numbers, America's Got Talent on NBC topped the night on network TV in viewership for the sixth week in a row, with an average of 5.217 million viewers. Big Brother on CBS took the number one spot in the 1849 demographic with a 1.0 rating for the second week in the row. In a row. My apologies. That's a beautiful thing, man. As customary, I'm going to X out of the tab, close my laptop, and put my phone on top as I'm charging right now. It's a beautiful thing. And as we found out also, um, 
Monday Night Raw slid back down wonderfully. I believe they hit a 1.7, if not mistaken. They were hitting twos for a minute. Guess that Thunderdome uh, luster is shaking off now, huh? Raw gets back to its form. I saw a tweet from Bully Ray earlier. Yesterday. Talking about how NXT and AEW should be separate shows. I honestly have to say, I agree. 100%. Personally, between you and I, NXT should not have been sacrificed to go live just because AEW Dynamite was going to be live on Wednesday nights. NXT should see it on the network. They deserve that much. Because I was able to watch it on Thursdays and it would have been wouldn't have been an issue. I'm just being honest. So you sacrifice your developmental brand to try and compete with a promotion that honestly you shouldn't even be worried about competing with. And you should be worried about your own damn promotion, not sucking dick. Well, see what happens when you actually allow NXT to separate from AEW? Millie. A million off rip. Post AEW all out? Post pay-per-view? One mil? Not saying that AEW Dynamite is going to do it again next week on Thursday. But honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. Not in the slightest. But consistency does matter. And I know AEW is capable of doing some things. They got a lot of good things coming out of this. Moxley Archer that we get to look forward to on October 14th. Phoenix Pentagon possibly feuding. Kingston wanting to make his claim that he never got truly eliminated from the Battle Royal. MJF Chris Jericho, MJF Wardlow, Matt Hardy getting back into the mix, Kenny Omega going back to singles, Thunder Rosa defending the NWA Women's World Championship against Eva Lee next week, Best Friends versus Santino Ortiz next week in a parking lap brawl. Yeah, I'm all for it. This is going to be fun. We should enjoy this. Let this be a thing. Separate. NXT and AEW from each other. Both of them can thrive on their own. They were doing it before. What's the harm of keeping it that way? And think, and just look. AEW is going to be on next Thursday. With uh, NXT on Wednesday. Separate shows. Separate ratings. This is a good thing. Combined, they beat Raw. 1.9 million. Well, 1.8 technically. But still, let them be separate. Let us enjoy NXT separately. Let us enjoy AEW Dynamite separately. Honestly, it would be for the greater good of all of us. The Wednesday Night Wars should have never happened in the first place, and that's just my opinion. But if the more and more this happens, and the longer the playoffs go, we're going to see that... This honestly should have made sense to keep them separate away from each other 
and not allowing NXT to be the sacrificial lamb of Vince McMahon's pettiness. And that is just the way it should have been all along. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 252 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 253 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned, y'all. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 252 of the YLP podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much, as always. Checking out this episode of the podcast, as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, whatever comes to your mind throughout any of the episodes this week, including, of course, my 250th episode of the podcast. And again, thank you guys so much for being checking out uh, episode 250, episode 251, and of course, this episode as well throughout the week. Again, anything at all, anything that comes to your mind, do not hesitate to sound off. Let your voice be heard. Leave your boy a voice message over at anchor.fm slash perspective or anchor.fm slash Radio. Make sure you send a comment over on my page over at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Donate if you like to. If you want to just send a chuck and change my way, you ain't hurting my feelings, nor will it not hurt my pockets either. Um, anyway, all that good stuff. If I like what you hear, if I like what I'm hearing... If I'm picking up what you're putting down, if you're bringing something to the table that I actually like, I'll have no problem featuring in our future episode of the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. You know, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. Facebook Messenger, sliding your friends' DMs, you know, text message if you must, all the alt tech gap power, all that good stuff. Whatever gets it going, whatever you get it to, hey, spread the word. Spread the damn word. However you can do it, do so. You know what I'm saying? Because in these quarantine unprecedented times, we here at Wrestle Addict Radio want to be the solace. We want to be the way to get you through your work day, your day, whatever it is you got going on. We want to be there for you and as best as possible. Because with the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Man Chapel, we are not only at WrestleLatic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but we are 100% absolute without a doubt. Then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, and that's not a problem at all. You ain't hurting my feelings whatsoever, but everybody's got their favorite app that they use for their podcasting needs. But hey, if you think for just one second that YLP Podcast is just simply on anchor.fm and ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. 
because you can find this podcast and all the other podcasts of WrestleAddict Radio across seven different platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbeam, Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for the Wild Podcast and all the other podcasts of Wrestle Addict Radio, Game Changer Podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, and the Light Show with Manchester Bell across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLB Podcast, I'm quite active on social media, as you do know. If you don't know, now you know. You can find me over on Twitter at Suede Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night, SmackDown Live every Friday, every WWE, AEW, NXT, and NXT UK TakeOver specials. And of course, with the G1 Climax starting next week, y'all know I'm going to be as heavy on the G1 Climax as possible. And that means I'm live tweeting for NJPW as well. Of course, WWE pay-per-view, AEW pay-per-view, and all that good stuff. You know, of course, almost on the NJPW side, when it's 3.30 in the morning, I've gone to the bathroom and I can't go back to sleep because, you know, reasons of life. I'm going to be all all over that as well. If you want to find me over on the Instagrams, the mothership and hub of everything that is YLP, you can find me over there at Young underscore lions underscore perspective i got all the updates over there in case you missed it memes all that good stuff again send me your best meme send me your best meme in the dms slide in my dms and if i like it enough all right i will easily easily and without fail Put your meme on my page, tag every single member of WrestleAddict Radio in it, and give you your 15 minutes of pure magnificent excellence. Okay? If you want to find me over on the Facebook, and surprisingly, I still have a Facebook. Don't ask me why, I just do. You can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective, or you can search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast, like the page, share the page, follow the page. We have over 100 followers over there. I want to thank you guys so much for your continued uh, love support. All that good stuff, all the things. Can't be mad at y'all for that whatsoever. All good over on my end. Follow me on all these platforms. Stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Look over to the judges to ensure that I have fulfilled all my obligations for this week. And I am going to look toward the Mongolian side. And there are some brute boys, so they know what's going on. And I believe they are giving me the thumbs up, or they might be... Oh, they punched someone from Hong Kong in the face. Not going to talk about that. Other than that, y'all, um, again, uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting me through my 250th episode this past Monday. Um, it was a joy to record. It was a joy to uh, do. Much fun to uh, record that. And I can't believe I still can't believe it boggles my mind that I'm at, I passed 250 already. It is insane to think about that. Um, and now we're on the other side of getting on the road towards 300, the Sparta episode. Um, I'm quite excited about that. So that's going to be really fun to do when we get to that point. But this was a good week. Um, this was a fun week. 
And of course, y'all know uh, football is now upon us. Enjoy that as much as possible. You know, if you watched it last night, I'm sure you hopefully enjoyed it amongst all the other things going on in the world, all the politics and nonsense going on. We can at least say we got, got a little football in our lives, whatever your opinion may be uh, and all that's included. At least we got that. And we got Sunday to look forward to as well. Uh, Saturday, of course, to look forward to with college football. Trying to get back to as much of a sense of normalcy as possible um, with everything that's going on in the world. So at least we have something of that that we can enjoy going for us. At least try to enjoy it as much as possible. Again, be safe. Stay safe. If you're going out, please drink responsibly. Drink one for me. And uh, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy this weekend for what it's worth. Enjoy every day like it's your last. And that's going to be it for me. But episode 253 will be going down, of course, y'all know, this Monday. And it's a non-pay-per-view Monday. So that means we get to bring back an all-new episode of News of the Weekend. Talking about all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And we'll see what we can get into. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Enjoy the first weekend of NFL football. Hopefully you set your lineups for fantasy. And I'll see you guys right back here this Monday for episode 253 of the YLP Podcast. Have a good weekend. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.